Hello and welcome to Super Great Kids Stories, wise tales from around the world which will make you laugh and sometimes cry. Recommended for ages 5 to 105. I'm Kim and I love stories. Hello Super Great Kids and how are you? I'm very happy because it's the Easter holidays and spring and everything is leaping out of the ground here in London to remind us that it's spring. We're looking at how and why stories. For hundreds of years, people all over the world have been making up stories about how things came to be. Today's How and Why story explains how the moon got into the sky and it is told by Kate Corkery. It's an Ashanti tale from Ghana in West Africa. I wonder how you think the moon got into the sky. Why don't you have a little think about what story you'd write about that if you were telling it, while we have a quick word with the grown-ups. Hello, super great kids. I wonder what ideas you came up with. Maybe you could draw a picture for our Facebook page about how you think the moon or the sun or the stars got into the sky. Here's this week's How Am I story from Kate Corkery. Ready? Mouth open. Story jump out. Hello, super great kid story friends. Now, in many stories from Africa, the tortoise is a character who is very wise, but also very slow. In this story, Mr. Tortoise is very happy. He's smiling from ear to ear. Guess what? Mrs. Tortoise has just had a baby. A beautiful baby, their first child. Mr. Tortoise holds the baby in his arms. He scratches his head and rubs his chin, trying to think of a name. But before he can think of a name, the baby looks at him with big eyes and says, Stop, father. Don't give me a name. I've come with my own name. You've come with your own name? Yes. What is your name? My name is Sea Danger. Sea Danger? Yes. So that is what the child was called, Sea Danger. A year later, Mr. Tortoise was smiling again, as Mrs. Tortoise had had a second child. He looked at the beautiful baby. He scratched his head and rubbed his chin, trying to think of a name. But before he could think of a name, the baby spoke and said, Stop, father. Don't give me a name. I've come with my own name. What's your name? The baby waved his hands at him and said, Road Builder? Yes. So that is what the child was called, Road Builder. A year later, Mr Tortoise was smiling again as Mrs Tortoise had given birth to baby number three. He held the child in his arms. By now you know what he did. He scratched his head, yes. He rubbed his chin, yes, trying to think of a, yes, name. But before he could think of a name, the baby spoke and said, 
What did the baby say? Yes, the baby said, Stop, father, don't give me a name. I've come with my own name. What's your name? My name is Dry Up Any River. Dry Up Any River? Yes. So that is what the child was called. Dry Up Any River. I hope you're remembering these names, as there are more to come, you know. Would you believe it? A year later, Mr Tortoise was smiling again as Mrs Tortoise delivered baby number four, yes. As you can imagine, Mr Tortoise scratched his head, rubbed his chin, trying to think of a name, but before he could think of a name, the baby spoke and said... What did the baby say? Stop, father! Don't give me a name. I've come with my own name. You've come with your own name. What's your name? My name is... Skinner of Skin. Skinner of Skin? Yes. So that's what the child was called. Skinner of Skin. So far in the tortoise family, we have... Sea Danger. Road Builder. Dry up any river. Skinner of skin. A year later, Mr Tortoise was smiling again as Mrs Tortoise presented him with baby number five. By now you know what Mr Tortoise did. He scratched his head, he rubbed his chin, trying to think of a name, but before he could think of a name, the baby spoke. What did the baby say? Stop, father. Don't give me a name. I've come with my own name. What's your name? My name is Stone Thrower. Stone Thrower? Yes. So that is what the child was called. Stone Thrower. Can you remember the names of all the children so far? Sea Danger, Road Builder, Dry Up Any River, Skinner of Skin and Stone Thrower. Well, I don't know how Mrs. Tortoise was feeling. But the following year, she presented Mr. Tortoise with baby number six. I expect she was a little tired, but both parents were very happy with another beautiful baby. As before, Mr. Tortoise looked at the child. He scratched his head. He rubbed his chin, trying to think of a name. But before he could think of a name, the baby spoke and said, Stop! Father, don't give me a name. I've come with my own name. What's your name? My name is Cushion. Cushion? Yes. So that is what the child was called. Cushion. You may be relieved to know that that was the family complete. Six happy, healthy children. And they all grew up to be very gifted in very different ways. They each were very good at whatever their name described. One evening, after supper, Mr Tortoise went for a walk through the forest. It got dark very quickly, and Mr Tortoise could not see where he was going. He wandered too close to the edge of the river and fell down, down, down into the cold, dark water. Mr Tortoise sank to the bottom of the river where a huge fish was waiting with its big mouth open. The fish 
swallowed Mr. Tortoise in one gulp. Mm. Now Mr. Tortoise was trapped in the tummy of a big fish at the bottom of the deep, dark river. <gasps> Meanwhile, back at home, the eldest child, whose name was Sea Danger, woke up and opened his big eyes and called the rest of the family. I see danger. Our father is in danger. He needs our help. Where is he, they asked. He, he's, he's at the bottom of a river on the other side of the forest. But how can we get there quickly? The second child spoke and said, My name is Road Builder. That's what I do best. I will quickly build a road through the forest so we can all travel on. Follow me. By dawn, Road Builder had built a road that stretched right through the tall trees all the way to the riverbank. As the sun was rising in the morning, Sea Danger looked at the fast-flowing water. Somewhere down below, our father lies trapped in the belly of a big fish. But how can we find him? There's so much fast-flowing muddy water in this river. The third child spoke. My name is Dry Up Any River, and that is exactly what I can do. Leave this to me. Dry Up Any River bent down by the water's edge. He stretched his lips towards the water and started to drink. He drank and he drank and he drank. He drank and he drank and he drank. He drank and he drank and he drank every last drop from the river. Then he blew a fountain of water from his mouth which gushed over the mountain and filled a lake at the other side. Soon there was no water left in the river and now they could plainly see the big fish that was lying on the muddy riverbed. Our father is in that fish, said Sea Danger, but how can we get him out? My name is Skinner of Skin, said the fourth child. Leave this task to me. Skinner of Skin squelched across the mud and stood alongside the belly of the big, big fish. Carefully, he cut an opening in the fish's side. The fish did not feel a thing, as Skinner of Skin made a big hole, a hole big enough to lift Mr. Tortoise out. Mr. Tortoise was there and still breathing, still alive. He was feeling a little faint and weak, but was very relieved that his family had come to save him. All the children helped to carry Mr. Tortoise across the mud back to the riverbank where he could lie on the soft grass and catch his breath. Oh, 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 oh. All was going very well. Mr Tortoise was reviving. Until, out of a clear blue sky, a giant eagle swooped down, stretched out its talons, grabbed Mr Tortoise and flew away with him up towards its nest on the mountainside. <sighs> oh no, the children cried. Our father has been swept away by a giant eagle and we'll never see him again. And then the fifth child stepped forward. Can you remember what he was called? My name is Stone Thrower, said child number five. I have great sight, a good aim and a steady hand. This task is for me. Stone Thrower picked up a good-sized stone. And even though by now the eagle was flying high in the sky, Stone Thrower took aim and fired. Whoosh! 
The stone flew through the air. It hit the eagle's sharp talons. Ding! The eagle immediately let out a loud squawk. Ah! Mr. Tortoise was released from the bird's grasp. He was freed from those eagle claws and would not be eaten for its lunch that day. Ah! Oh, what a relief! But he was now falling through the Oh, no, the children cried. Father will crash down onto the hard rocks and break every bone in his body. Stay calm, everyone, said the sixth child. My name is Cushion. Leave this to me. Cushion watched carefully as their father was falling from the sky. He made sure he was in the right place at the right time to catch Mr. Tortoise, where he landed. Poof. Yes, with Cushion's help, Mr. Tortoise made a safe, soft landing, and he did not break any bones in his body. Wow! Mr. Tortoise was so proud of his family. He could not wait to go home and tell Mrs. Tortoise how each one of them had helped him so much, how they had all helped to rescue him. When they got back, Mrs. Tortoise was delighted with the good news. They had a lovely supper, and afterwards Mrs. Tortoise asked, My husband, which one of our children helped you the most? Ah, oh. Mr. Tortoise scratched his head and rubbed his chin. He, he couldn't decide. Um, I'll need a little time to come up with an answer, he said. Uh, let me have a little walk and a think after supper. Mr. Tortoise went outside and paced slowly back and forth, scratching his head and rubbing his chin, trying to think of an answer. They had all helped him very much, but which one had helped him the most? I wonder if you can decide. Mr. Tortoise couldn't. And yet again, it began to get dark in the forest. It was always very dark in those days at night. Mr. Tortoise stumbled over something on the forest floor. It was a round, shiny, silver disc, a most beautiful thing. Ah! <gasps> Mr. Tortoise looked at it. He picked it up. It was quite heavy to lift. What a most precious thing, said Mr. Tortoise. I have never seen such a beautiful thing. Oh, I know what I'll do now. I know what I'll do. I'll give this, this beautiful silvery disc, as an award for the child who helped me the most. Once I decide who that is. Oh, dear. It's so hard to make a decision. Oh, Mr. Tortoise walked back and forth and back and forth, and the big, round disc was heavy to carry. Finally, he called up to the sky, to the sky god, who was always wandering around in the dark night sky, though no one could see him. Sky god! Sky God, please, can you give me a little help? I have to make an important decision down here. Uh, would you mind holding this thing for me while I make up my mind? The Sky God stretched down his invisible strong arm and lifted the silver disc high up into the sky. He stood there holding it for quite some time as Tortoise paced back and forth below. Finally, the Sky God got fed up. He had other things to attend to. So he carefully hung the lovely silver disc in the sky 
and he left it there, and off he went about his business. And it's still up there, shining at night, for all to see. Sometimes we see all of it. Sometimes we see half of it. Sometimes we only see a slice of it. But it's always there for everyone in the world to enjoy. It's now called the moon. And it's a reward for everyone who uses their own special gift to help others when needed. Have you ever wondered what your special gift is? Or have you ever wondered what name you'd give yourself if you were asked to choose? And I wonder if you can solve this little riddle for me. What is yours, but everyone else uses it more than you do? Have you guessed the answer? Yeah, the answer is your name. It's your name, but other people use it more than you do. Snip, snap, snout. The story is out. Thanks very much to Kate Corkery for that story. And a special thanks to all our listeners in Ghana. I wonder, if you could change your name to describe what you're really good at, what would you call yourself? Would you be washer-upper or sparkle and shiner or sing like a robin or maybe super great artist? See what your grown-up thinks is your special gift. Now, we do love hearing from you and lots of you have been getting in touch with your pictures and reviews. So it's time to dig deep, deep, deep into our bag of happies and say some thank yous. Are you ready? Let's go. Hello to super great kids fan Elliot from Vancouver, who at the moment is in Mauritius, having a special celebration with his family. Elliot's favourite story is Buki Dances the Kokioko, and he also likes Bikubai and the Coconut. He and his little sister, Amelie, are planning to set up a business selling coconuts. And thanks to Oliver, who is seven, for his colourful picture of the blind man and the hunter. I really like the fact you've shown all the characters in the story. You've obviously listened to it very closely. Thanks for sharing your picture, Oliver. And Evan, who is four, and Tess, who is six, from Ireland, have sent wonderful imaginative pictures. Even has drawn the whistling giant with his flaming red hair and huge head. And Tess has drawn Baba Yaga with her spiky hair and her hut on chicken legs. All rather marvellous and scary. Thank you both. And five-year-old Ben from Oakland, California has drawn an excellent picture of Ngwenya and the crocodile. Ngwenya has such a big smile and what a cool crocodile with his four clawed feet. I wonder if you'd invite a crocodile to your birthday party, Ben. Thank you. And eight-year-old Sella from Indiana has sent a very arty picture of the magic orange tree. I love the way you've made the tree trunk look textured and how the girl is holding out her arms and asking the tree to grow while she sings her song. Just lovely. Thank you, Sella. And six-year-old Laurel in Round Rock in Texas has drawn an imaginative picture of the Snake Sisters. I love the stylish yellow dress and the fact that Snake Sister is the same colour to show their connection. 
You mentioned, Laurel, that you couldn't remember the colour of her hair, but actually, that is the beauty of storytelling. Everything is up to you, and however you imagine it, that's the way it is. So, she's your creation. And six-year-old Maddie from Oregon has sent a lovely picture of the stick woman setting out on an adventure in the creepy forest with green growing all around her. Thanks for sharing that, Maddie. And thanks to six-year-old Alexandra from Ireland for her great picture of the magic orange tree story. I love the huge tree trunk and the tree which is full to bursting with oranges. I wonder if you can sing the song, Alexandra. Thanks very much for sharing your picture. And Felix, who is six from Greenfield in Massachusetts, has drawn a magnificent picture of Finn McCool throwing an enormous piece of land into the sea. I love the way you put the two giants facing each other, Felix and the way you've used different colours of blue to divide the sky from the sea. Really good. Thanks very much for sharing it. And five-year-old Harry from the UK likes listening to our stories with his brother, Stanley. Harry has sent a very cool picture of a Nancy slurping the red-hot peppery soup. And I like a Nancy's red eyes, which make him look very much a trickster. I just learned that most spiders have eight eyes. How amazing is that? Thanks for sharing your picture, Harry. And Fiona in Seattle in Washington, who is four and a half, has sent an energetic picture of Nora and the ackee fruit. I like Angel's pink dress and her smile, which is very different to her sister Nora, who looks a bit small and sad. Thanks for sharing it, Fiona. Glad you're enjoying the stories. And five-year-old Ben from Oakland in California is on quite a roll. He sent a really great picture of Coyote, who looks both friendly and a bit of a trickster. Thanks so much for sharing that, Ben. And Benny in Albuquerque in New Mexico has sent a fabulous picture of a Nancy and the party. He's got a Nancy drumming away and his articulated arms look really scary. And the baby monkey is very realistic. Thanks for sharing it, Benny. And Kailana in Florida has sent a bright and happy picture of a Nancy. I love your orange tree, which is so bright, and the blue sky above and the shining sun. I imagine there are lots of orange trees growing in Florida. Thanks so much for sharing your picture, Kailana. That's it for this week. More thanks coming next week. I've been posting your pictures on our Facebook page. If you'd like to see them, go to facebook.com forward slash stories. And perhaps the biggest thanks of all goes to all you kind people who are helping us to keep going by supporting us on Apple and Patreon and Ko-fi. If you'd like to support us, you can give a one-off payment on ko-fi.com forward slash supergreatkidsstories. Or to listen ad-free, get bonus stories and early access, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on Patreon, which you'll find on our website at supergreatkidsstories.com. Another way you can help is to give us a review on Apple or simply to tell your friends about us. It's such a boost in our week to read your kind reviews. Thank you. That's it for now. Thanks for listening and thanks for all your pictures and messages. Keep telling your stories and singing those songs. Bye for now. This Super Great Kids podcast was produced in Wardour Studios in London.